This is Father Aaron with another podcast. Happy Easter. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. I'm calling this the strangest Easter ever. But even with our crazy situation, we should be excited with the Easter solemnity. That is the point of my homily. Easter is about so much more than the here and now. We need to view Easter as a window into God's solution for all of our problems, as the only hope worth having. From Thomas Akempis. Men's expectations fail them, but Christ's promise never deceives. What he has promised, he will give. What he has said, he will fulfill. If only a man remains faithful in his love to the end. The past week or so, I have been returning to the same image in prayer, which is usually a sign that I need to give that image some consideration. What has been coming to my mind is the scene of Easter morning, as it is recorded in St. John's Gospel. There were three scenes. First, the women come to the tomb and find it opened. We heard that in our Gospel this evening at the vigil. Then they go back and inform the disciples what was found, and St. Peter's and John ran off and run to see the tomb. St. Mary Magdalene trails behind them. The two apostles peer into the tomb and indeed find nothing but the burial shroud, and they return home rejoicing. Then comes the image that has been presenting itself to me. St. Mary Magdalene remains behind. She doesn't run back in joy like Peter or John. She doesn't go spreading the news that something intriguing has happened. She stays behind. She stays behind and weeps at the entrance to the tomb. Why is she weeping? Our Lord poses that exact question to her when he meets her moments later. Of course, at the time, she mistook him for the gardener. Woman, why are you weeping? he asked. There's a lot in this question, really. Mary is weeping, in fact, because she doesn't understand what has happened. There was something here that Peter and John immediately understood and caused them to go back rejoicing. Yet Mary has not yet perceived what has happened. St. John tells us that when when he saw the empty tomb, that was enough for him. He saw and believed. 
Does Mary not believe? I don't think that's quite doing justice to her situation. Mary Magdalene was a woman of enormous faith. After our Blessed Mother, no other woman compares to the faith she held. The early church often called her the Apostle to the Apostles. So it is not that Mary did not believe. Still, woman, why are you weeping? Her answer? They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we do not know where they have put him. Mary has just endured a gruesome few days. While all the apostles, save John, have fled from the scene when when our Lord was crucified, Mary Magdalene was there to witness it. The blood and water that poured forth from our Lord's side washed over her face. And all she wanted to do this morning, after having patiently observed the Sabbath rest as a faithful Jew, was to anoint the body of her murdered Lord, And now here she sits at the empty tomb, confounded by the whole situation. She hasn't yet made it to that other side of the story, when she can look back and realize what has happened, what was happening all along, from the moment when Christ first gave her the gift of faith. What caused that realization was a personal moment with her Lord. Our Lord calls her by her name, Mary. And that was enough. Her sorrow turned to joy. It's the same story of the Hebrew people, which we've rehearsed in this vigil. All down the line of prophets and kings, we see Israel promise glory and yet receive suffering. Abraham is promised a son and then is told to kill him. Moses is promised a land flowing with milk and honey, and then he receives 40 years of wandering in a wasteless desert. When it seems as if things are getting better, God throws a wrench into the situation, and Israel must adapt. But God wills a personal redemption to Israel, to all his faithful people. Israel's redemption didn't come in the way they expected. We hear that message over and over again at Christmas, the unexpected baby born in poverty. Men's expectations fail them. Christ's promise never deceives. What he has promised he will give, what he has said he will fulfill, if only a man remain faithful in his love to the end. Today, as at every holy Saturday, priests and religious across the world woke up and read these words from an ancient sermon provided in their breveries. Something strange is happening. There is a great silence on earth today, a great silence and stillness. The whole earth keeps silence because the king is asleep. The earth trembled and is still because God has fallen asleep in the flesh. And he has raised up all who have ever slept since the world began. God has died in the flesh, and hell trembles with fear. He has gone to search for our first parent as for a lost sheep, greatly desiring to visit those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death. He has gone to free from sorrow the captives, Adam and Eve, he who is both God and the son of Eve. The Lord approached them bearing the cross, the weapon that had won the victory. At the sight of him, Adam, the first man he created, struck his breast in terror and cried out to everyone, My Lord, be with you all. Christ answered him, And with your spirit. He took him by the hand and raised him up, saying, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. God promised redemption to the human race, but 
He did not promise it generally. His promise is given individually to each of us. He died so that each of us individually might be redeemed. He lives so that each of us individually might live with him. And we know this. We expect it. The Christian faithful are well acquainted with Christ's promises. But despite all that, there is a part of us that still carries doubt. There is a part of us that remains confused when our expectation is proven unfulfilled. On Holy Thursday night, Jesus reveals to his apostles that he will die. And then he takes Saints Peter, James, and John up with him to Gethsemane to pray. And what do they do? They fall asleep. They lay there in a depressed slumber forced by the confusion of the moment. They had put their faith in this man. And now he claims he will die. Is he not the one? In every generation, varying circumstances have given us the impression of being abandoned by the one who had promised to be with us always. Surely that was the experience of our forefathers in the faith. As they gathered together underground in the Roman catacombs to celebrate Easter Mass, hushed with flickering candlelight. Surely that sentiment of abandonment was felt by the many great saints chained in dark dungeons and led to their deaths for the name of Christ. They did not expect Christ's plan to unfold in such a way that they would be required to suffer so. And yet despite their unexpected predicament, they suffered in joy. Men's expectations fail them. But Christ's promise never deceives. What he has promised he will give, what he has said he will fulfill, if only a man remain faithful in his love to the end. This is a difficult Easter for all of us, for you and for me. The temptation is there to say this is not how Christ would want it, and yet here we are, or at least here we are in the places we now find ourselves, for many of you in your homes, for many of you in small numbers with family, with spouses, or even alone. Here we find ourselves in an unexpected situation, and we stare into the unknown future with fear. We, like Mary Magdalene, peer into that empty tomb, and it doesn't make sense. We have been conditioned to look only at the here and now. We have become so obsessed with our present situation, our present lives, our present goals, so obsessed that we have forgotten that all of this, most especially for the Christian, that all of this is passing, that all of this is destined for ruin and destruction. The situation of these past few weeks has been so difficult for us because it is beyond our control, because we do not know where it is going, because it has reminded us all of just how fragile our mortal lives are. Maybe now we find ourselves on this strange Easter day, and the temptation presents itself. Is Jesus really the one? Is he really going to save us from this? Is he really in control of this moment? Christ is risen, death reigns no more, not because God wishes us to enjoy perpetual bliss in this created and imperfect world. Christ is risen so that we might rise to glory with him and live with him forever in heaven. The message of Easter Day is the same thing we've heard spouted out on the news for over a month now. This world is passing away. The kingdom of this world has been defeated, and now Christ reigns. Only God knows what lies on the other side of this pandemic. But he has promised there is another side, that is, another side to life. 
Men's expectations fail them, but Christ's promise never deceives. What he has promised, he will give. What he has said, he will fulfill, if only a man remain faithful in his love to the end. We are conditioned only to see the here and now, but the church sees with the eyes of God. For her, it is a perpetual springtime. For her, the joy of God is everlasting and without disruption. Even now, she rejoices with Mary at the cave in Bethlehem. Even now, she sheds tears of joy at the sight of Christ's glorious and risen flesh. Even now, she leads the Christian martyrs to the joy of their deaths. And even now, in the midst of our present situation, she is with us. For Christ, her Savior, is alive and has come to take her and all her children with him into glory, into that only place where there is no death, no illness, no tears, into heaven itself. Today is far more than about celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was just the start. Today is about hope. Not a hope for a better world, mind you. Not a hope for everyone to be healed from this sickness, or for wars to end, or for the poor to be turned to riches. That is not the Christian message. The hope of Easter morning is that we too are promised a resurrection to future glory. If only we remain faithful in the love of God to the end, even if to the bitter end. If only we remain faithful in the love of God. Dear Faithful in Christ, Know tonight of the closeness of your Savior as your hearts yearn to return to his holy temple. Be joyful with truly supernatural joy as you take confidence in the, in the promise of your Savior and the reality of his triumph over the grave. And know that if he can accomplish so impossible a task as defeating death itself, he can grant you the peace that you long for. Tonight, Hear the promise that brings us hope, the greatest hope. Alleluia, Christ is risen. <laughs>